Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And Scott, just like last time, we have a gazillion cards. We're splitting it into two. Everybody knows the routine by now. This time, we got the battle cards for the back half. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Then let's dive right into it, folks. I'm going to bring up the battle cards. We're actually going to start off with four-wheel drive. Uh so this is a blue pip action. Choose one of your characters until end of turn. Its base is seven as long as it's the truck. Now, I, it sounded as though there were a lot of people that saw the seven and immediately got very happy. And then either they realized or somebody brought them down to earth that it's not a plus seven. So it's not. I was going to say, they didn't see the plus. They didn't, they didn't they miss it. There wasn't a plus symbol. <laughs> I, can, I can see, like, because I've done that before where, you know, you read a card, especially previews, and you go, wait a minute. Is that really? Ah, oh, that's not what it does. <laughs> or, you know, you get real excited, you build the deck, and then you go, someone tells you. As long as you find out before you show up to an event, that's much better than finding out at the event. Let's put it that way. Uh I do actually still like this thing a lot, though, but mostly because I was thinking it's the, for lack of a better way to describe it, the Dino Chomp of the Off-Road Patrol deck. Sure. Because um, those guys are mostly very tiny, so getting the the plus four, the, the plus five, if you were playing one of the, the two attack guys, which I'm sure you won't, but uh, plus four is, is a solid amount. I could definitely see them pretty much always being in truck mode because it, barring something weird i think you're just going to be mostly orange and not really flipping them to to get the uh the micromaster black pip abilities uh do you see any other use for this guy or or, or this card anywhere else outside of in conjunction with the off-road patrol scott no, I thought the I thought the preview article by Wreck and Roll rated out really well as to like comparing it to Leap into Battle and like giving a list right. of characters where it was actually better than Leap into Battle and the list was just like really low, <laughs> really well, small. Yeah, um, I feel like that may have been intentional. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, ex- <laughs> except for the MicroMasters, like you talked about. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't see it seeing any play unless you run a multiple amount of whatever though that list of characters was. I don't want to repeat what they already said, so... Yeah, you can check, check it out, out over... Check out their article, yeah. Yeah, I I do like it for that deck as of right now. I mean, they're, they're just, like they were saying, not a whole lot of trucks that are going to benefit in a way that you couldn't already do elsewhere probably better. Yeah. I mean, it's just comparable to a very staple card, so, I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, always going to be tough. Yes. Uh... We'll see if the off-road patrol is really a thing or it's just a meme. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, so moving from there, we have adaptive plating, another blue pip card. It's an armor this time around. When the upgraded character defends and you flip at least a white pip, it gets a plus two defense until end of battle. Oh, so these are the ones that don't start out with any base, like built-in stats, right? Correct. Yeah. So these require, as you said before, it's the white pip set. Yeah. Um, Although this one's so a little I, more explicit about it compared to the other ones where it's like, oh yeah, you just need to hit all this stuff. This one is, no, you you need a white pip. So, I think, I think this is fine. Um, I think it's better than people might give it credit for because I think you can pretty easily make sure you're running it in a deck where 
it's just a plus two armor. Um, so at that point, you're just competing with like, am I going to run a blue green armor to make sure I get them? But like, I don't like if you are playing it with focus or you're playing it with a guy that has built in tough already. Like, I I don't see why this isn't just plus two, plus two armor. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I've been running a lot of numbers on um for some stuff I'm working on um and. And the fact that this has a blue pip built into it, I mean, is it, it's it's pretty good, I think, as long as you build your deck correctly. And I, I don't think that'll be that hard. So, like, in my opinion, like, I I think this is just gonna be plus two in a deck that would want it. So, like, it's just gonna be plus two. Like, so yeah, it should be fine because that's yeah, above the curve. I, like, so mm. yeah, it's very rare to. I mean. Uh, with the blue-green armors, for example, since you called them out, it's a conditional plus two. Now, this is also a conditional plus two, but as you said, it's your your hot rods, your general optimists, your whatever, can then buff the appropriate character with adaptive plating to try and, quote-unquote, ensure that you see it. Yeah, I think I think people are looking at this card. I, I, well, I, I don't know. I haven't really seen many people talk about it at all. I, I think it's yeah. I think it's a card that should be talked about because I just think that. And this is this is this is the way I build decks in general. This is why I don't like to compare things like across the board. Like I think people are looking at it in isolation and being like, "Well, it's not going to always be plus two. It's like, well, in the deck that would actually want to play this, it's going to be two armor. So like, then in that one specific deck or with that specific set of decks it's going to do exactly what you want it to do so mm. i think um, the the you know. issue that i would have to to actually try and play devil's advocate here is that hypothetical deck is you're limited on where this can go so say it's big character you know the, the traditional three wide optimist so you have your big primary character your hot rod and then something to assist presumably flame war the flame war would allow this to then go on your big character so that you can try and dig for those like you're suggesting but it does constrict you and maybe it doesn't matter because you know you were gonna play flame war anyway but i guess i could see the baseline for the counter argument of if it has to or quote-unquote has to go on a hot rod and is only a crapshoot when it's on your important character. That's a potential problem. But I get what you're saying where, okay, you just build it around the assumption that you want this thing to always go off. Yeah, but how many important characters nowadays mm. don't have a way to help proc this, whether it's through focus, tough, seeing the top card of your deck, uh, what other major large characters you know, like a lot of them have built-in ways of making this happen. So, yeah, I mean, it, obviously, some more so than others, like the shockwaves of the world. Yes, you could play the non-white pip. Hypothetically, play that non-white pip card off the top of your deck to dig one more. But I think we've all been in that scenario where you're staring at the top card and it's just it's never going away, <laughs> sort of thing, or it's never what you want it to be. Uh, but I, I get your point that the other characters are, they innately have a way to activate this, for the most part, anyway. 
Yeah, and then you have that secret action that gives you tough three, which will be insane with this. You know, like, <laughs> I would agree. So. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, I just think the deck that would want to run this, the decks that want to run this are going to have a lot of convenient ways to make it a plus two armor, and that's mm-hmm. that's all you need out of it. Yeah, and I think there are quantity-wise enough useful white pip cards that you're not scrounging to say, well, I guess I need to squeeze these in for the sake of hitting the target number. You're you're going to have enough playables that are white pips that you're not going to feel ashamed to sleeve them up alongside this. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's a blue also is what's really powerful. Absolutely, yeah, another blue armor. The One other thing I want to call out about, I don't know where I saw this, whether it was on Twitter or on Facebook or something, but uh, I think it was on Twitter, maybe in the thread responding to this, so I apologize whoever said this, but it now gives a canonical reason for why the characters have kibble and why the toys have kibble. It's not kibble, it's adaptive armor, which is, which I thought was really cute, and I thought it was pretty cool, but uh, that's my random toy aside for, for this piece. I don't even know what that means. It's all the, like, when you tra- when they transform into bot mode and they have, like, the car hood hanging off of their forearms kind of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. It, which, you know, is usually unsightly on the character. So, like, for anybody watching, got Brainstorm here, you can kind of see some of the stuff hanging off his forearms or on his, on his, uh, on the sides of his legs here. So it's all that stuff that's the very obvious parts of their alt mode that, you know, normally if it was a real transformer, it would fold away, but you just, you know, it's a toy. There are limitations, real world physics, that sort of stuff. So in the Bayverse, they go away, but in the Toyverse, they well, in the, in the cartoons for the most part, let's be real. Like there, there's yeah. a lot of magic that happens. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call them? The, um, what's that? This, the, this secret space thing or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I had it on the tip of my tongue and I just lost it. It'll come to me. <laughs> Vroom trucks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got people in, in chat. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, bringing it back before, uh, because now yeah. it's going to bother me. And if I keep thinking about it, I'm just going to get more and more frustrated. So uh, <laughs> we'll move on before I, and I'll think mm-hmm. of uh, the phrase when we, we talk about it. Oh, mass shifting. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I knew it would come to me. Everybody no, out there who's no, listening, no, this that's is like, different. that's different. That's well, the that's the thing. Yeah, this is the, no. This is the, like the where does the Optimus trailer go? That's different. Oh, subspace. That's it. Okay, See, that's it. Okay, I missed. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Mass shifting is like sound wave. Yes, gone and which it the the reason I was thinking they were were interchanging it incorrectly. You're right. It was because that mass has to go somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, astro train things like that. Yeah, but anyway, adaptive plating. Thumbs up. And then we'll move on. I like it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one up is, so in if you listen to our previous episode where we're talking about the characters and we finished up with Turbo Board, <laughs> uh, we were talking about, or I mentioned that he could be a sideboard card for certain strategies that want to play a whole bunch of cards in a turn. We're on Daring Escape, which could be one of those strategies. Or it might not be, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But Daring Escape is a blue-green action for each Autobot you have on the battlefield. Put the top card of your deck into your KO, into your KO pile face-up. If your deck and your scrap pile are empty, you win the game. Yeah, I'm not the type of person that can think of the combo decks that would require for this card. It's... 
when I saw this and it was only previewed today. Yeah. Yes, it was today. Again, tired. The days are starting to run together. Um, this could work in multiple ways where it's, you know, you draw, quote unquote, your entire deck, you play this, and then you win the game. Is if your because your your deck is empty, your deck is in your hands, your K, your uh, scrap pile's empty. You you win immediately, or you could try and loop this a whole bunch of times somehow to do it a million times. In both scenarios, I think you're going to end up having to play a whole bunch of cards in one turn or over the course yeah. of multiple turns, hence where turbo boosters came into the conversation. Um, turbo I admit, board. Turbo board, sorry. <laughs> turbo boosters is another card. It's not the one I'm referring to here. Uh, I had mentioned this offline, but it, this feels like a card that is intended to be bad. And the reason I say that is in both of those scenarios, and maybe there's a third one that I'm not bringing up at the moment, but in both of those scenarios, they seem to interact with or cause you to not interact really with your opponent in a fashion that the design team doesn't want. So we've already seen the the effects with swap parts way back when and all the other decks that have been tangentially related to it that create game states and play patterns that are, we'll call them not desirable. And if you have to either create a whole bunch of, not infinite turns because you can't do that anymore, but something similar where you're looping this a million times or you're demonstrating some combo, draw your whole deck and then play this, it doesn't really interact with the combat step except can your opponent kill you fast enough? And I guess, yes, that's the definition of every game who kills the other guy's bots faster, but this does it on a different axis and it feels like that that's a negative play experience. I mean, I guess, uh, I, I just think that, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how realistic it is to pull this off. I'm not a combo deck builder. So like I'm the worst at this, this kind of <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. Um, I don't think like I would have to be presented with this deck being like extremely consistent and powerful for me to ever run something like this. So, like, I'm not the type that would even know how to deal with it, but I can already tell you that there's multiple ways to deal with this. Oh, yeah. So, like, the hypothetical ways. So, like, to me, it's more just, like, a fun thing to do. Um, and like you said, it's, it's, it seems to be, like, a solitary thing where you just basically have to, like, prevent your... Because, like, all they have to do is basically get a card. Like, if they just attack you, like, you're, you suddenly have cards in your in your scrap pile which isn't where you can have them if you want to win so right. you have to loop again and do all this other stuff so like you know it doesn't seem that hard to disrupt just by playing the game normally so right i mean i'm sure that is part of the consideration for it if if we assume that this is intended to be a tournament viable card obviously that came up as part of the design process but it really does seem on the surface to me at least that it's either intentionally intended to be a for funsies card and therefore from a competitive level, quote unquote, bad, or it's just straight up bad because if it was good, 
the deck it would go in would be no fun for anyone to play against. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's straight up fun for certain people, but not I, well, people like me, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure about this one. I could, I've tried to build those sort of decks, you know, prior to this and in general, and uh, not doing this function, but, you know, those, those sort of uh, looping combo decks. And yeah, they can be fun. I don't know if half an event of them is going to be very fun, if that were a thing. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly another reason why Swap Ports was banned, so. Yes. <laughs> it's almost like they had foresight for things coming down the yes. pipeline. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, anything else for Daring Escape? Because I, I think it, this is one of those, like, the next time we're talking about it, it's either going to be a menace or it's, you know, binder fodder. <laughs> yeah, it's always that way with these type of cards. Exactly. Uh, so we'll move on from there, and we're going to talk about Decipher, which is a black and green pip. It's an action for each enemy secret action that's face up or face down. Do one damage to each enemy. So it's probably a green pip strafing run. It, 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 I don't want to say it best, because obviously there, there are ways to get multiple secret actions, but that's the most realistic you can hope for, I guess. I mean... This signals to me that, I mean, I think we found, I think I've seen, I mean, there's one secret action I think that's really, really good, which is the, the tough three one that should mm -hmm. be in every, every blue base stack. But like, I, I hope this is a signal that there's other secret actions coming that are like so ubiquitous that like this card would somehow show up in cyborg because right now, like there's not enough secret action decks out there that I would run this card. So um, I can only hope this is a signal that there are other that secret actions were so prevalent in playtesting they wanted to make a specifically to you playing them and I I mean this doesn't even hurt you that much. So like, I mean I <laughs> I feel like this is one of those effects that falls in the category of it was going to exist. Um that for every secret action your opponent has, do X. In this case it's for each one do one to their team. Uh I don't know. It, it it feels like one of those things that was was gonna. I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, but it it just to me it it falls into that heap that we're gonna see we're getting secret action, so we need or don't need, but we're gonna see secret action hosing cards as a result. I mean, I hope they're good enough that this sees play. Is my point. Mm. But as it stands right now, I would not. Yeah, I'm not super excited about this one. I mean, the the good news for both this, and we didn't point this out on Daring Escape, but they do have green pips, so if, like you said, these are necessary things, you can go find them. Yeah, but this is green-black, right? Yeah. So it's just blank in all cases, so. Yeah. Can't have everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from Decipher, we have Erratic Canning, because I'm assuming there's nothing else you wanted to add on that one. No. Uh, no. This one's an orange pip. It's a weapon. And when the upgraded character attacks and you flip at least one white pip, it gets plus three attack until end of turn. Are you excited about this plus three weapon, Scott? Or do you, or are we repeating the same conversation that we had with adaptive plating? No, I think this one's bad. <laughs> you think this one's bad? Okay. Tell us why this one's bad. Because plus three is not above the curve, whereas plus two defense is above the curve. Makes sense. So... So, like, you're now you need to work to equal cards that you could just play. There are orange plus three 
weapons, obviously, Erratic Lightning mm-hmm. and Ironhide's Blaster, and then whatever you want to do with Power Punch and, and things like that. Like there, there are numerous ways of getting this ability that you don't have to jump through hoops. You just have to... There's a minor downside, like two damage to your character, minus one defense. It's bold, like... And if you really want no downside, just play the blank one. Whereas this, like, it's probably better than, like, this one in the right deck would probably be better than the blank one. Right. Plus three. But, like, I don't think you would jump through hoops to do, to get a weapon equal to a weapon you can easily get. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, like, I think this, this was probably tested at plus four and was too good so they just made it plus three, which I think makes it unplayable. And I think somewhere you can't obviously be in between. So, like, to me, it just mm-hmm. falls unplayable because it was too powerful if you went to plus four. Would so. you feel better about it if it had a static plus three? And then if you did not flip a white pip, you got minus three attack until end of turn? The only scenario that I, that I can think of off the top of my head where that would matter, and the reason I bring it up, is six gun. Uh, yes, I guess would be the answer yes you would want to play it then or yes it would still be bad it would still be bad because i would just pitch the other plus three weapons to him anyway so mm. i don't think i'm telling you unless it, unless it had higher a higher number on it i don't think it's playable no matter how you slice it that's fair like the like the kinetic whip is better than this. any right. of the plus three weapons are better than this i just don't think this is i don't think this is playable Whereas, like, the armor is above the curve, like, gets you above yeah. the curve, and that's why it's playable. Yeah, you're putting restrictions on something you can get already. The The scenario where it had the static three for six gun, from in my mind, was more a however many, three times however many existing plus three weapons, erratic lightning, static laser, X, what it, you know, if, if you needed the extra copies, whether that's 10th through 12th or whether it's 7th through 9th or, or whatever then this could be that card. It's not, so it doesn't matter, but just for the sake of hypotheticals. I mean, because Incoming Transmission is an orange card that sees play in most orange aggressive decks, I can obviously see where this... You should proc this every time. Like, right. by playing by playing enough whites. I just don't think it's worth it. Like, I just don't think there's, you should even have to make yourself jump through any hoops to get plus yeah. three nowadays. So I don't, Yeah, I don't think we're at that enough. point. Right. Yeah. I would agree with you. Even though the the drawback, I think, is more subtle in this than the other ones. So you're immediately taken two, you have minus one defense statically or, you know, whatever. This one doesn't quite hit you in the face as much, but those drawbacks are basically irrelevant. Whereas this one, like you said, you do, there will be games where you whiff and it's pivotal. Yeah, there's just too many easy replacements for this. Exactly. Whereas as a plus two armor, there aren't as many good replacements. Makes sense. So we'll move on from Erratic Cannon and talk about even the score. So this is another another in the long now long line of double orange star cards. It's a secret action, though. And you reveal it when one of your Decepticons takes more than enough attack damage to be KO'd. And when it's revealed, you do the extra attack damage to the attacker then put this card into your KO area. So, pseudo-reverse Grimlock for your Decepticons? Uh, I don't know. G- give, me, give me something on this, Scott. <laughs> you, only, do you, do you deal it to the character that dealt the damage to you, or can you deal it to any target? 
do the extra attack damage to the attacker. Sorry, I was it's rereading not. it. Yeah. No, no, I was I I, I couldn't remember what you just said. No um, problem. He doesn't listen to me, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just missed that little part of it. Yeah, I know, um, I know. This isn't good enough. Like, I yeah, that was my initial inclination, <laughs> but it I don't know. It the goal and you've brought this up a lot is to exact your opponent. So you're not overkilling them. So th- this is another card that feels as though it punishes the bold 55,000 decks that kind of have weeded their way out of competitive play for the most part because, like we were just talking about, you'd rather have static attacks, you'd rather have direct damage, and you want to hit your opponent for the exact amount, not a bazillion extra and waste all of the extra effects. I mean, you don't want to, but people still do. So, I mean, I think the issue. I think the issue with this card is like mm. unlike unlike the other one, which we'll talk about eventually. I'm sure. Mm. Mounted missiles as a double orange star card is just is playable, whereas like yeah. the blue double star cards are not very good. So right. this competes with that. I mean, the problem with this is it's a secret action. It has to be on a Decepticon. You have to play it on a turn where you really think that a, one of your Decepticons is going to die, and for some reason, like and get blown out, and and not die to direct damage. So many. This is again like oh, I know we keep saying this, but like hoops you have to jump through mm-hmm. to make this work, and I just don't think that in the end, um, like you're gonna you're doing a lot of work. I don't know, like maybe a, a lightning bolt. I don't know, like. If you get a lightning bolt, it, it probably is going to feel great. Um, it, it The other thing is, where does this fit? So your guy is either really beat up or significantly smaller. Like, they have way more attack in order to be doing this overkill. I don't know. I just can't envision the scenario where your opponent is going to willingly walk into this and have no say in it and it makes a difference. So if they're three wide aggro into your four wide aggro, you're already in an advantage. Their medium to large guy punches one of your small characters, does some spillover, you deal the damage back, that character still requires two shots, or you know they, you already punched them once, so you deal three back. And now they still take an attack to kill. I don't know. It just, I'm not sure the scenario where you're, you're gaining advantage with this. I mean, unless you're doing three, you're not really, my opinion, it's not worth parts. So, yeah, I mean, as sad as this is, like, this isn't a bad answer to press the advantage, but it costs a star. So like, I'd rather this just be like a blue card. I'd rather just be like, a blue orange. I, if this was just like a blue green, no star, no double orange, just the card. I have no problem with the way the card reads. I have a problem with the fact that it costs a star and is double orange. Yeah, the, the star is where it gets. I agree where it gets weird. Um, if this is a blue green card with no star, I think this would. Be, but as it stands now, I just don't think. I, I think it's unfortunate that, like, I think it's a cool card that probably just won't see play because of the double orange star card yeah so 
Needle nose. There's our answer. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, moving on from there, we have head-on collision, the uh, white pip leap into battle, so to speak. Uh, choose one of your characters. It gets plus three attack while attacking in alt mode this turn. Uh, it's part of a trifecta of cards where we see ape face, which is cool in and of itself. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Scott? Um, decks that will want this are the non-flipping decks or the ones that flip often enough to attack in alt mode. And so orange alt mode attacking decks, this is just an auto include in my opinion. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's just a leap into battle that's white instead of being blue. So orange decks will want it. And if they want to attack in alt mode anyway, so like Sentinel, Ironhide and Prowl and, and like Sentinels will want this for sure. Absolutely. So, so, so. I mean that's a deck that jumps to mind. Um, like I, I, I guess if there's other, I, I don't know, are there other aggro, non-flipping decks. I, I can't think of another one offhand that wants to do that very often. Probably um, not intentionally, but I was thinking cars doesn't. I guess they don't go out of their way to attack in alt mode, but they do end up doing so. I don't know if they necessarily want or need this, but there's one of the options. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, there's, there's actually, slip, I mean, slipstream. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, there's, there is slipstream. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's one, another one like Metroplex where it's, ah, well maybe now slipstream. No, probably not. Uh, I mean, there, yeah. there there are very few characters, maybe not very few, but it, it's definitely the smaller number that want to be in alt mode when they're attacking. Uh, I don't know if this is enough to entice me to say, you know, a character that doesn't want to be in alt mode, but I'm okay with flipping them one extra time to be able to utilize this. I feel like that's no, one who too many. That. Yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't do that. It's, it's only a, it's, it has to be an alt mode attack orange deck and like right. maybe one of the maybe one of the patrols will wind up being that but but offhand mm. i mean it's, well the off-road patrol is probably fine like we were talking about earlier they're they're gonna sit in alt mode a lot yeah um i mean as it stands now i could definitely see like sentinels playing this card and if there's other decks that want to play this card um i could definitely see that but like um it's gonna be rare as it stands now but it, it's gonna be similar to the other cards we talked about in the deck that wants it it's gonna be perfectly fine Right. I just don't know how universal that's going to be. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, after that, we have another recent preview. Uh, that is Heroic Resolve. So Heroic Resolve is the double blue star card. It's, again, a secret action. And you reveal it if one of your Autobots would take enough d attack damage to be KO'd. And when it's revealed, instead that character takes enough attack damage to be at one health. And then you put this into your KO area. So you get to keep, <laughs> you get to save your uh, Optimus Prime. Any other characters you're really excited about keeping alive with this, Scott? Excited? Um, <laughs> excited, okay. Excited may be too strong of a word. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Again, the, the star card makes this a challenge because it's going to, I, 
if you're only running one copy of this outside of Optimus Prime, specifically Battlefield Legend, to recur it so that you have it when it's necessary, it's going to be a challenge to to make all the stars align. No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> um, I think... To me, this is basically a hiding spot after your other characters are dead. That's the way I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it and like talking to people about it is so like Battlefield Legend, you hiding spot all the attacks of the other characters. Now they're dead. Now how does he stay alive? Now he's the only character left. This allows you to hiding spot out of the deal in the late game. So if you can afford the star it's basically like playing another hiding spot. So, like, that's why I think this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly better than EMP Wave, and it's definitely better than the terrible armor from <laughs> Rise of the Combiners. So, um, I think you this would is be fine. Mm-hmm. I think you... I think... Because, I mean, there's definitely... Like, when I played Aerial Bots, I played Battlefield Legend and a Star Card. And, like, when I played Three Wide Optimus, I played... Um, Three Wide General Optimus, I played... Battlefield Legend and a Star Card. I would play this as my Star situation. That's fair. Battlefield Legend. So yeah, I think it's com- fine. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. Um, I expect that's probably where it's going to see the most play, barring something really surprising. I just think people are are like overstating how powerful this is for Autobots or whatever. It's it's basically just a hiding spot when when the the good character is the last one left. Just think of it that way and. It's not as like ridiculous, and obviously, it still costs a star and has double pips. So. And it also, I mean, you're going to get that turn, so this is going to activate by you the, and the additional turn in that scenario. But given that you're at one health left, you're still burnable. So it you got you got to make I, take advantage of that. I mean, you're not dead, so, like, this makes Reckless Charge really bad. Like, if they're going to, like, suicide it. Yeah, right, suiciding Reckless Charge is going to... That's going to happen, and it's going to be kind of funny, as long as you're yeah. on this side of the table, not that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I, Heroic Resolve is definitely interesting. So we'll have to see where that one lands. I agree with you. It, I could certainly see it coming out of the board or, you know, some variation thereof to keep Optimus alive, like we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have Hijack, which is another secret action. It's a black pip and a green pip. You reveal it when your opponent would draw a second card during their turn. And when revealed, if your opponent would draw a card this turn, you draw a card instead. So those equipment enthusiasts get real bad real fast. It's it's better than that. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> your cliff jump is that bad real quick. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the big thing is your trust of lieutenant gets real bad real quick because uh, they still like your confidence yeah. gets real bad real quick. Like system reboot is card. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, they lose the card. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so like confidence, you crush confidence. You crush like this really, really hurts card. Really hurts a trust of lieutenant based card X. It it. It doesn't hurt Cliff Jumper as much because you're basically just going to reveal it as soon as they do it the first time, and then they're going to be like, "Whoa, put the brakes on!" Like, I'm Every not going to be yeah doing all these things anymore. But like, this card is going to be this card is going to slow down play. I can tell you that much because like everything's going to have to be announced and triggers are going to have to happen, and like 
you know, you can't, like, you suddenly, like, you know, attacking with fire drive is like, they can't forget to draw the card because that's going to hurt you. Um, I, I just don't know how often it's not just going to be a, essentially, your opponent discards a card and you draw a card. If that makes sense. Yeah, it. given the scenarios you outlined, are you anticipating this is strictly a sideboard card for those cars matchups? I don't think your average deck draws i mean i'm trying to think of other examples so shockwave you could went on their flips you could draw a card uh battlefield legend decks if they play inspiring leadership pep talk any of those sort of things you can stifle those uh you mentioned fire drive can't think of anything else off the top of my head at the moment which is awkward but but that's a lot of cards yeah they, they are but is it so the shockwave scenario is that enough to say yeah I'll run this thing main deck? Or no, is it not against shockwave? Not against. Well, it, not if you're expecting a field full of shockwave, but if it if it's an anti-cars card and clearly cars is going to exist, maybe it's not necessarily going to be every other deck you're playing in a given event, but is the current prevalence of cards and the fact that it's not totally useless against Shockwave, Battlefield Legend, all the other things that we listed, is that good enough for you to run that main deck? Or do you think it is still, yeah, this is going to sit in the board specifically when I see Cliff Jumpers, Bumblebees, that sort of thing? I mean, it's green, so you just have to make a call as to how much of the meta you think it's going to affect. And if it doesn't, then you just run in the board as a one of and right. or two of if you really expect. I, four of them and you just run it because it's is it what is it is it white green or black, black green? green so it's again worthless pip um windblade so likes yeah, it windblade is real happy about it <laughs> great so happy for her um <laughs> i don't know i always want every time i see a double pip card i'm like is it windblade's time it's not windblade's time yet it's not windblade's time yet no um <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to come down to a meta call, mm. and so uh, if you do anticipate enough of them, then uh, you can run one main or just run the green pit. Same effective yeah. power. So I would just that's the way I would approach it. So it's definitely like a very niche but powerful effect. Um, and I I think you I mean. If your opponent's playing Trust the Lieutenant, you definitely run this. I just don't know if you definitely run it if your opponent's just playing other characters like that. I Even in the Trusted Lieutenant scenario, so yeah, if you catch them, it's they discard a card, you draw two, which sounds great, but at this uh, stage, I don't really know. Good. Yeah, but what I'm getting is I don't know how many people you're going to both catch and... So if you green it back, they know it's coming. So then they just don't walk into it. And it, Are there enough secret actions in this hypothetical deck that's running this thing to actually catch your opponent unaware? And that's where I'm not sure yet. Because if you, if you hit a cliff jumper activation, yeah, that, that's fine. 
but it's not something to write home about, and I'm not even sure I necessarily want to invest a play in it. It's, at that point, it's just you're making your opponent not draw, like, essentially. You discard a card and draw a card. card. Yeah, it's your shockwave ability. Well, no, it's you're discarding a card. Like, if you catch their cliff jumper, it's you're, you're cycling a card. And no, they, you, 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 I mean, they're oh. quote-unquote discarding, but they're never seeing that card. You know what right. I mean? So it's not, I don't know if that's impactful enough. Well, this also obviously totally destroys the other combo card thing. What, the the daring escape from earlier? Yeah, yeah. Well, like you talked about, there's a lot of ways to dismantle that if you really but want this, to. But, but this is a good way that has... It's not so like, it's super narrow. Right, right. It's not a, it's not a narrow answer to doing that, like the, the hoverboard thing or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Orangitis is in chat with the... Uh, the magical Christmas land scenarios of bolster into multi-mission gear into other insanity. And <laughs> yes, that can be done. Um, sure. I think the cliff jump or excuse me, the uh, bumblebee scenario is probably the most reliable and plausible. Um, it, it, it's clearly one of those where if it's popular, Everybody who's playing Bumblebee is going to be expecting it, or maybe it just pushes Bumblebee sort of things out of the meta entirely, and then people stop playing this, and then Bumblebee comes back. Or is it, you can never get it to a line, because once, if you green it back, like I said, they're going to see it coming, I would assume they're not going to walk into it, unless, you know, they have no, they have one card in hand, and it's garbage, so they, and they have to go for it sort of thing, so they walk into it, uh, I don't know. It it feels like it, it the window for use is going to be super narrow, obviously, and even if it hits, there's only it feels like that's the only regular scenario where it's gonna be super impactful. No, I think it's gonna be in cyborgs against decks that want to draw a lot of cards. I mean, like that if you play against, I don't know, pep talks and things like that, you can you can quote counter those also, so yeah. You know, I just don't know how much of that's going to matter. Well, there, there's that, and like I said, you have to... It has to be in a... The, the window for you to play it is even against a pep talk deck. It has to be a turn in which they either can't do anything but pep talk or need to pep talk. Like, they can't just wait until next turn. Or you trick them into thinking it's a different secret action, which I don't know what other one it would be, depending on where this is coming out of. So... I just think it's a lot easier mm. for you to invest one card throughout your now 50-card list mm. to counter, like, three to six of their cards than, than vice versa. Yeah. No, I, I get so. you. So, anything else for Hijack before we move no. on? Okay. Mm. I think we, we kind of went through all the scenarios for that one. This one I expect will be shorter. Uh, immersed in Shadow. It's an orange and black pip. It's a utility. The upgraded character has stealth while untapped. Yeah. Stealth while untapped. You're a micromaster. Got it. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, yep. Limited, I guess. Yeah, this, this card's bad. Yeah, I, I don't really. <laughs> I, I don't want this card. We're going we're to move on. Uh, what about increased durability? It's a black pip, it's an armor, and the upgraded character has plus four health. 
hate that it's an armor. I would agree. <laughs> um, if it was a utility, I mean, I guess it would just be energy pack. So I guess that's too good. I don't know. But... Well, it would be energy pack, but with a black pip. Is that a big enough drawback? Apparently it's not. No, I mean, this would just be energy pack. Um, mm. I, I can't imagine this is, I mean, we, we say it all the time, but bashing shield means that I can't imagine this will see play except maybe with, uh, crosshairs, the double armor guy. I mean, I don't think this is that bad for orange decks to just want for health out of their mm-hmm. armor. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be more efficient than just like sticking a plus one armor on a guy that you wouldn't. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, uh, the proposed black pip based constructicon deck, I guess would want this because then devastator now heals four essentially an additional four. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think this has fringe chance of being playable just because I think orange decks would rather have this than random armor. For sure. I can, I can so, see that, but it's um, in an orange deck. It's going to have to be a very narrow or a narrow range of orange decks simply because this is taking up a blank pip spot for all intents and purposes. And that is a very, but I think, Oh God, I think, I think there's like orange mirrors where this is going to buy a guy a turn. Yeah. Whereas like a plus, even the minus one plus two thing in orange decks, this is, I mean, that is an orange. Like I think, I think it competes with the same slot as if that card would make decks, this card will make decks. Yeah, I could see it. I think this is a powerful sideboard card for orange on orange mirrors as well. You're going to run that many armors, so board in force fields too, or in lieu of force fields? Like... I mean, I guess it's going to come down to the characters and how many... Without a specific scenario, I think that's a tough question to answer, so I apologize. I guess the I guess bashing shield the force field and attack and kill your guy is gonna do the same exact thing as bashing shield this attack and kill your guy, I would imagine. So And possibly right fringe scenarios attack. where that guy only has four remaining health because of this. So like yeah, they the bashing shield is now a burn spell or a burn action because they could get somebody out of combat hypothetically. I mean that's gonna be real terrible, but yes. Well, um, yeah, but it if it wins, feel feel real terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, this helps with Ironhide Blaster, right? I mean, like, yes, know, this makes Ransack really big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be real funny, actually. That's going to be real funny. I don't know. I do really like this card, but as you start out with, it kind of sucks that it's an armor. But what are you going to do? I can see it in sideboard cards for Aggro Mirror. Yeah, but it might just you might compete with Forcefield and just not see play for that reason. But I think it, I think it serves like, I guess it serves the same purpose, like keeping you alive from a giant attack. But it also may, like I don't know, it may do something slightly different. So it mm-hmm. may see play in that way. Fair enough. So we'll see. Yep. So beyond increased durability, we have another recent reveal, and that is multi missile pod. It is a blue weapon that only goes on planes or helicopters. Up to three multi-missile pods can fit in one weapon slot. And when the upgraded character attacks, you may scrap 
the multi-missile uh, multi pod. If you do, do damage equal to do damage to each enemy equal to the number of multi-missile pods scrapped from the upgraded character this battle. So it was clarified that when, shortly after this was revealed that it works similar to focus fire. So you're not getting nine if you were to scrap three of them. You're getting six. One and then two and then three. Yeah. That's what the card says. Well, yes, but obviously that the clarification was there for a reason, so just pointing yeah. that out. Um, we offline had mentioned some ideas for for this. I, I do appreciate that helicopters are already getting support. I guess maybe not already because we had Springer back in wave two. So I guess they were due for one, but they are getting a tribal card, which is kind of cool. This one feels thematic. Uh, it's a strafing run with a pip. You can do unique things with, because it's an upgrade. Is this doing enough though, Scott? Are you, are you enthused by this one? So, I'll take that as a no. Well, <laughs> big sigh. Well, <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it, this is similar to that plus three white card. Like to me, this is a card that, like, if it did any more, it would be too good. So, they but it's a half a, a card short. <laughs> yeah, this is basically because so he, so. Okay, here's the thing: you have to have two, or else it's not worth the. Um, because you have to attack with a character. You can only. Um, sacrifice it or whatever they call it. Mm. Um, destroy it. I don't even know what they call it. Scrap yeah, it. I yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, we I knew what you meant. The, I meant I didn't know what it said on the card. Yeah. yeah. Says you have to do. Um, so you have to be doing the three across the board to their team, which means it's going to take up two of your upgrade slots for the first X number of turns that you're actually playing it. Then you have to attack with the character. It doesn't give you any built-in attack power. So you're sacrificing the ability to, like, I don't know, put any weapon you want on this guy. Mm -hmm. Which is which is not that big of a deal. You're doing three across the board by getting rid of two of them. Like, I think that's a fair trade. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, But, like, using it as the strafing run, then at that point, like, you're just so much worse on craft, it's, like, unreal. So even if you're going to run this as, like, armor Six, I don't think that's good enough. So I think the only way it's good enough is if you're actually able to consistently get two of them on the helicopter or plane and then let that plane attack or helicopter attack and then use the ability. So I just don't know how often that's going to happen and would clearly require things like trigger happy, treasure hunt. Um, I think those are the main ones. Like those types of Reclaim. things. Yeah, reclaim well, metal reclaim. detector sort of thing. Yeah, so things like that. Like, I mean, um, in the scenario where you do it twice, dealing six across their entire board is no three across their entire. Well, it's three, and then you do it again. I'm saying so, like you get the whole cycle again. That's not going to happen more than once in a game. I mean, it, so I'm assuming three wide. You're putting these, you're loading up your third attacker. Yes. If it's a metal detector reclaim scenario or even trigger happy, as you're saying, I don't, 
it's going to be difficult, but if the entire intent is so you're you're clearly a blue deck, you're protecting that one character, presumably they're large enough that they can tank a few hits. You don't think that you're going to be able to I mean it I get this the and I was going to follow this up with it. The biggest issue for me is then that's minimum four upgrade plays sunk into this character, but you don't think you're going to be have enough time to be able to get all that together? I was fine with having two up, sinking two upgrade slots in a character. You're taking it to an extreme it doesn't need to be taken to. Well, it, uh, I think it may have to be if you're going to go this route is what I'm saying. And like I said, if you tr- if you do get this activation with two of them twice, that's not worth it? I don't think you're going to have time to let that happen. I mean, that's the issue, is I don't know if you're going to have time. I, if you're investing the entire strategy into doing that, I mean, I think it can be done. I just don't know if... Well, you only have to attach it to the plane or helicopter, but doesn't you don't have to like attack in that mode, right? Uh, yes, you only have to attach it on there, so you could... I mean, most, not most, well, maybe most of the planes don't want to, they want to be in bot mode. They do not want to be in plane mode when they attack most frequently. I think the four wide star screen air commander deck could want this card. I mean, they're and always then, looking for extra help, so. <laughs> and aerial bots might want this card. Those are the scenarios I can see right now. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any helicopters that really want this card. I mean, other than Alpha Bravo, like, so. Um. um... I mean, yeah, but it, we have but, Sandstorm, but, we have Blitzwing. Uh, he's not a helicopter. Uh, Springer. Alpha, those are the only helicopters, right? I don't think there's any others right now. No, but I mean, it has to be a wide deck to give you the extra turns you need to not affect your upgrade plays. Because I'm certainly not playing like Swindled or New Designs for this. That's not what yeah. it's like. So I think it needs to be. A situation where you're just like you're wide enough where you're just getting free turns out of the deal anyway, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm back to the the four wide air commander deck or the um, or aerial bots might would probably have time to to use this to get the the three damage across the board, and it pretty much should do exactly what those decks are trying to do because most of the damage that both those decks actually deal is technically through their actions not through their upgrades other than photographs so like that's where i can see where this would be good in that situation yeah no that makes sense it's you had mentioned it earlier when we're talking about other cards but burying your opponent in card advantage isn't really a thing in this game for the most part uh Partially because you're constricted on the number of plays. So you can't just go, well, I have a million cards on one turn. I'm going to play multiple and then close the game out that way. And in a similar fashion, the limitation on the number of upgrade plays over the course of the game that you're going to have makes it real tough for this thing to shine. Yeah, and side note, we're not sure how the metal detector thing actually works because we it depends on when you actually have to declare that you're scrapping these upgrades and whether you can for lack of a better term stack it in a way that you would actually get one of these extra in play and then sack it as it came into play and all this weird stuff so 
I don't even think that's going to work, to be honest with you. You don't think that's going to work? I mean, I, I'm i not clear on it either, and I'm I'm sure it'll end up getting clarified in a uh, in a future rules update, maybe tomorrow, because that's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to work, but I've been wrong on every single one of these things I've ever said. So like, um, <laughs> well, then it bodes just, well for multi-missile pod. I just don't, I don't think you can put things on a stack that didn't exist when the stack started, but I think you can in other games like Magic, so I don't know what even... I mean, I get what you're saying. So the, the trigger on this is when attacks... I don't have metal right. detector in front of me, but I believe it's, it's when also attack. when it attacks. When you attack, right. So your when attacks window has already passed by the time you put the missile pod on. Therefore, it should not work. If it was a stack, it would not work because you would basically have to put the metal detector on the stack, put the put the the missile pod on the stack. Once you start to resolve the missile, once you start to resolve the metal detector, you couldn't then get another missile and then also choose to stack that one right so it would i if it works like that it would it does not work but that doesn't mean that that's actually how this game works because i don't think there's a lot of these scenarios that it's kept coming to play exactly yeah i i'm expecting that it's not going to uh based on what we just discussed but we'll see maybe we'll get lucky and multi-missile pod will get some additional help I mean, I think it's, I mean, like I said, if you just set up the treasure hunt type scenario, you get, and I think as long as you get two of them, I think you're getting value because you're just doing three across their whole board. And at that point, it's probably worth, then you're better than two hovercrafts, which is all I care about. But until you're not, until you, until then you're worse than X number of hovercrafts. Right. So like one is worse than a hovercraft. Two is better than two hovercrafts. So you have to get the two. Again, this is like an, a tweener card. Like, it's it's in between. Yeah. I follow you. Uh, well, I'm hoping, because I I like this card. Just, it it seems cool. But, yeah, I, I agree with the assessment that it's it's going to be a tough road to hoe for this one if we don't either it get, if it doesn't get lucky with the metal detector thing or, like you said, it, trying to be better than hovercraft. It's a, that's, those are some large shoes to fill. Yeah, putting it on a guy and just attacking and attacking it and getting this strafing run is is not a plus one when it comes into play. Do a strafing run across the board. It's mm. not the same thing. Now, I will say from playing the new Megatron in a recent event, strafing run is still better than I thought. I don't know if it's enough to push me over the edge on this, but. Yeah, for free, yes. Yeah, exactly, for free. But this is also yeah. not a. It has a pip, and it's a relevant pip. It's not like yeah, it, yeah. So yeah. it it does have some other benefits to it. So, like I said, I do like it. I just don't know if it's it may be a half a card shy, like we were saying. Yeah, that's how I say it right now. So, uh, moving on from multi missile pod, we have overheat, which is a white pip secret action, and you reveal it when an enemy attacks, and your opponent flips seven or more battle cards. When revealed, this battle. Uh, when revealed, this battle orange does not add to attack, and black pips do not give pierce. I struggle to feel anything for this card. <laughs> I mean, they really hate kickback. Yeah, yes, <laughs> they do. Uh, I, mean, I guess it also, not as much, but also strongly dislikes Lionizer. 
slash demolisher and that sort of thing. Because uh, yeah, there's yeah. six, so odds are you're going to find a white pip. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just haven't uh, seen a whole lot of those anymore, despite all the hype. <laughs> I hope this card isn't good. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I just don't, like I said, I don't really feel a whole lot for this card. I, like you said, it, it's quite clearly targeted very specific ones. I, I don't know. I I don't want to live in a world where this is a required card. Exactly. Like so, I mean, and is is this is is it just white? Yes. I mean, eighty percent of the time, dampening feels going to be good enough. So, like, I don't understand why this card even. I mean, th- I, I can't even, believe this card even had to exist. Like, yeah. I mean, I get why. Obviously, like you, you just literally attack for zero. Um, but, but like, I, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, it, it's going to be a the world where this card is very good is going to be a very unfortunate one. I mean, I've certainly been on the receiving end of where this card ended the game. I mean, it's certainly. I, I think everybody has, yeah. I mean, this this is a time walk. I mean, like, no doubt about it. Like, I mean, you're, the character does nothing. Or attack, if you're, like, wheeljack with a bunch of stuff on them, like, attacks for five. Like, um, so it's essentially nothing. Um, and the, so, like... To be fair, the, uh, the wheeljack scenario, which I was going to bring up, and then you beat me to it, I guess if, if white pips in general become more ubiquitous than the wheeljacks of the world, like all those other ones that aren't kickback, but have a significant amount of bold get neutered by this. But so it's kickback, lionizer, demolisher, wheeljack. I'm not sure what's next in that line. There's an outside chance of it affecting barrage that play other bold effects. I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so really <laughs> to hell with bugs. Um, I, I, I don't mean, know. It's it was on both sides. Like I could see where, like, but it's not. Like if if this hurt tough just as much as it hurt bold, I could I could see it. Um, mm. I'm surprised it doesn't. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I don't want to live in a world where this is a good card. So we'll see. I'm very. I mean, the Pierce feels the or the neutering of Pierce feels very tacked on. I'm very curious if there were a lot of scenarios in playtesting where it was I I have bold. A gazillion. I flip all of these black pips, and then they, they you overheat so that they don't pierce for anything. I, I wonder if that actually happened. I think they just want to make it so your attack means nothing. I think they just need. I'm sure that's the from. reality. Yeah. So, but, I mean, they could have just said attack from zero, but then like I guess they wanted the character to keep their base attack. So. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm hoping we don't see that card. And it's rare, third, so... Third. <laughs> oh, God. This is, this, is, this is, like, the second or third card I've seen that tells me that this set was made... was being worked on when the Wave 1 metagame was being flushed out by us as players, and there's a lot of cards that are reacting to that. I mean, there's a, there's enough of an interval that that could be true. It seems... It or seems maybe... It, obvious so if, if it was December... November, December 2018 of when that yeah. those things were being observed. I don't know if that's enough time for it to it, cycle that way. It, it should be. It 
it's usually about how much time ahead they are. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on from overheat because I'm not sure there's much else to add to it. And we'll move to overwhelming advantage, which is the other recent re- combo-y reveal uh, or straight up combo, maybe not even combo-y. So it's orange-green. For each Decepticon you have on the battlefield, plan one. When one of your characters attacks this turn, if its upgrades include at least white, orange, black, blue, green, and you flip at least white, orange, black, blue, green, do 15 damage to an enemy. So another super splashy effect. It doesn't quite literally say win the game, but 15 damage is pretty much one-shotting almost anything. Uh, and you still and you still attack. Don't forget that. Yes. Yeah, so you you can target damage, something so. else. It doesn't even have to be the attack recipient. Um, but this is oh really? Yeah. Hmm. It's just do fifteen damage to an enemy. I honestly don't think this is. I mean, I think this requires you to play some what I consider to be underpowered cards. But like, <laughs> I feel like that might be a hair of an understatement. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, like, there are certainly enough greens that see play that would fit multiple colors for this that I don't you think would the, have no, no, no problem playing. Yeah, I don't think the the green is where I'm concerned. It's some of the other color pips for upgrade, like, a white pip upgrade that's not force field. I guess the adaptive stuff. Well, adaptive plating is blue. Never mind. It just wants white pips. I mean, you could just play the whip, for example, and then yeah. you would also get bold, in all likelihood, which helps you flip all the colors you need. Runabout Runamuck um, is now a deck, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, Decepticon Crown is not super playable, but it has seen play. That's I've, one you can get. I forgot about that, to be perfectly honest. That's actually a good one. And it goes. It's a utility one that that's uh, white green. There are orange black weapons. I think it's only the one. Now that I'm saying that out loud, like I said, it requires you to play cards I don't find playable, like Smoke Cloak or Combat Dagger. But they people play them, so like I, I guess they can't be unplayable. But like, so I don't. I honestly don't think this is that hard to pull off, and especially if we get like another another black, not these terrible stealth and bravery ones. But yes, like, <laughs> um, I, another yeah. like another armor or another weapon that are those colors. I think this isn't that you don't have to clutter your deck with that many terrible cards. Yeah, I think to you're like gonna make re- this work if you're playing if you have a crown in play. You have realistically probably plan three for the turn you play this. So you get presumably two Decepticons in play. You plan two. You get another plan from the crown to try and set this up. Uh, Probably one of your upgrades is going to be backup beam to give you bold to get this other stuff. Maybe. I mean... 15 damage is, is a lot and very tempting. The only issue now is you need a black, you need an orange black armor that doesn't exist. Yeah. You're, you're kind of up a creek with that scenario, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, 
there are ways to make it work. I just as long as they're as long as that as long as other either blue black weapon or armor and orange black weapon or armor or somehow a white black upgrade um or like a green you can't like I think crown is too important so you can't even play metal detector as a black green uh, right. utility. So it, it's going to come down to what other black upgrades we get, and as long as we get, I, I don't want to say playable ones because I don't consider a lot of these to be playable. But like, yeah, uh, a very like, loose definition of playable. Then I think this isn't as bad as people are saying it is because I because it. I mean, the fact that it can hit any target just means I don't know. You just outright you you kill two guys, right? I mean, like you should kill two guys. Well, it's also going to depend on do you need to get really wacky with your character selection to try and assist this. I can't think of a good example off the top of my head for something you'd need to do. But if these you're only getting plus one attack out of this flip. Like from your uh, from your combat not counting, flips. Not counting bolt and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Well, no, in, no, unless no, your character doesn't have to be a Decepticon either. Correct. Like, yes, I was going to point that out. So. But it, what I'm saying is, so you're you have to flip those five colors on those cards, unless every single card in your deck is multi pip, so that you hit it on the first few, and then you get some extra oranges. I don't think you're not getting much from the combat flips in order to buff your attack. So the the attack itself may not be significant, and you're really just relying on one shotting something elsewhere. That's okay. <laughs> what was that? That's okay. Well, I mean, it. I I don't see this deck right now, only because I don't. I I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm not a huge fan of the existing cards that you're basically required to run at this stage if you were to try and build this deck tonight. But we still have a whole lot of set left, so there's a there's a lot of potential still out there. I think this is better than people getting rid of war. I, don't, I just don't think you have to junk up your deck that much. You're just playing these cards that basically, like, are kind of playable, like, that aren't completely worthless when you actually play them, but, like... Yeah. If the only reason you're playing them is to 15 somebody, I'm okay with it. That, that's a pretty good reason to, to go down that route. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> but it, of course it does, t- like, similar to the um, the missiles card, like, it does take up, like, it's three plays of upgrades, you know, obviously, because I don't think we're going to have any triple pip different color things, so, like... I mean, well, we chat was actually pointing this out. So first thing they want to point out the uh, Siege Megatron retool. I do think the art looks really cool. I'll give them that. But one of the suggestions was uh, fuel cash. It's not an upgrade. No, but it also gives you three of the five pips that you need for the flip. The the flip is not the issue. The upgrades are the issue. The the reason I'm bringing it up is because you were saying that we're not going to, or we likely aren't to see going to see triple pips that are going to help this but that one does yes it's a star but if you're already playing i don't know if it's necessary but i don't think it's something that should be written off immediately for it's something that has this sort of requirement 
it's the upgrades are the hard part. The upgrades sticking is the hard part. I don't care about any the other, the rest of the um, the mm. flip is the easy part in my opinion because you're like like you said, you're probably gonna have assuming you can get this off. You're probably gonna have at least well, it's your last guy left. You're gonna have at least plan two. Mm-hmm. So like I don't think that that is the difficult part to get off. It's 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 the number of turns you need to spend basically just playing bad upgrades on the same character in order to when they attack get this off mm-hmm. it's the issue but again i don't think that's that big of a deal if you're 15ing somebody so like it's that's why i don't i don't think it's that bad to like but you're just investing a lot into this but luckily mm-hmm. it's green so like i'm okay with it do you foresee that so in this hypothetical build are you anticipating that you're only running one of these because of the green? Run, no i think you have to run two just to make sure that you, because I mean, obviously the deck is going to fall apart if you uh, you don't see this. Let alone you play it and it doesn't trigger. Yeah, you have to play. I think you have to play two of them, and I think the deck can't exist unless we get more. Again, more good black upgrades mm-hmm. that are black blue or black orange, and that are interchangeable. They don't necessarily have to be the same they are now. Changeable. So that we can then also like change whether we're playing armor upgrades and vice versa. Um, and then as long as we get to that point, I think we can find room for two of these. And, and it'll... Right. Yeah, I could get behind that. It's one of those, like I said before, I, I'm not seeing it right this second, but I'm open to the idea. Pending exactly what you were just describing. I Quantity-wise, I meant to do this before the show, but I didn't get the chance to sit down and actually make a list of all the the potential options, because right now all I can think of is Combat Dagger and Smoke Cloak, like you said, and I'm not super enthused to be playing those, we'll say. <laughs> oh, I think just those two in Metal Detector are the only black upgrades as it stands right now that are not pure black, so like... Mm. And you don't want to be... Like, I don't think you, you can't afford to, like... I mean... Yeah, because... Because once you once you get away from playing crown, the white upgrades start to disappear as well. Like you have to be able to, it has to be two doubles and a single or three doubles to get you there. And like it becomes really really difficult if like it's not a black blue or a black orange. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I think we'll have to uh, table this one until we get a few more reveals yep. as to what else fills mm-hmm. this thing out. But, like you said, 15 is a very large number. So, speaking of star cards, we have, and triple pip cards, we have a triple black pip card in Plunder. As I said, it's a star card. Your opponent chooses three cards from their hand and reveals them. You scrap one of them. Scott can't see me, but I'm just kind of doing a sigh hand motion. I mean, the ability's fine. You're just making this card a card. I just don't care about triple black pip at all. Like, I understand why. I mean, now you can get Pierce 5. Like, I guess that's fine. Like, I don't know. It still falls into the category for me where, okay, great, you got that, but what? what's the cost you're paying? How many of these are you playing? Um, we The discard effect has been a black pick theme. So maybe the new Thundercracker slash, because I don't remember how many stars he is, plus 
nine. He's nine, so then you could run the promo sound wave, as in the blaster versus sound wave, sound wave, and a cassette. Sure. And then, because that deck feels like it wants black pip cards to try and push damage, it already has a discard theme, so now it's, you strip a card out of their hand, they only have three left, let me look at them, oh, there's a press the advantage, let me take it. I guess... But you can do that with espionage already. I I don't know. I I want to like this thing, but I don't. We're back to the two by two Pierce grid, and I don't even think even getting Pierce five in one attack by playing double blacks and then flipping one of these is going to make that in that same two by two grid. I just don't. Yeah. think The difference. No, I agree with you. I like I Against said, any I... not in any non blue deck, you're just again. It's just. A steady shot. It's just plus two from where you were by playing by flipping oranges. So it's yep. just not as good. Yeah. Again, I'm... this fits with my theory that this was made when for a wave one metagame. Yeah. Which is much more controllish and had inside the cons in it. Well, I I got nothing else to add to that. I think that kind of covers it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Uh and our last preview for this episode is swerve i was very disappointed when it wasn't the bot but it is it's a secret action instead uh it's a white pip and a black pip it it's revealed when one of your characters in bot mode defends and when revealed you flip that character to alt mode so you get a rapid conversion sort of an escape route it's an escape route yeah yeah um, so I think we determined this is essentially giving you plus one defense, right? For the most, most part, time, yeah. Right? And I think whatever I... your fl- whatever your flip ability is, correct. So you're you're what this allows. Well, okay, I'm sorry. What this allows you to do essentially is it's basically a plus two plus one, and you get your flip ability because what it allows you to do is. Attack in, or like a plus one, plus one at one. You attack in the mode you want to attack in. Mm-hmm. You defend in the mode you want to defend in. Those two things are not usually the same. And then you get the flip ability. Right. So, like, I generally look at it like, okay, I get to attack in the better mode, which is probably one to two better than the other mode. And I get to defend, and that's always usually possible. I don't think there's many situations where it's plus two. Right. That I can think of, off, like that I can think of offhand. So, like to me, it's basically plus two, plus one, and get a flip. So, I this is actually fine. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know what deck actually cares about that. Um, I think so. Two thoughts: one, the decks that are very flip intensive. So, we have not seen since you had previewed the kinetic whip. Uh, we're assuming it's a cycle and we've not seen the mm-hmm. armor. So hypothetically the armor matters. Uh, presumably it won't because it's probably worded such that you'll get whatever the benefit is on your turn and it passes, passes over or whatever. But there's that there's uh, decks that it's very flip intensive. So, you know, you need to get back into alt mode for something so that you can just get an extra, you know, you get a half turn ahead. I don't think it's going to matter as much, but could there. And then the other scenario is 
the Wave 2 Bumblebee, Wave 2 Megatron sort of thing where you this is a a multi-mission gear bolster combo. Oh god, yeah, I guess so. So you could, you know, play whatever action. I don't know what it would be to be perfectly honest. Um but something I mean, like the the Chromia does that too, right? Or like the uh Chromia lets you play a blue armor if I remember correctly. Yeah, so like there's got to be other things that like let you do this too. Yeah, there there's a few characters that let you play free cards, you know, or get a free play to play a card. Wimbley. Yeah, Wins, I'm telling you. <laughs> and it's a double pip. It's happening. It's happening. It's not happening. It'll it, it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> I really want it to, but I don't think it will. Uh but anyway, point is that I could see there being scenarios where this is fine most of the time and then you create some sort of monster play out of it hypothetically. I just don't know like all those weird bolster multi-mission gear scenarios have like nine cards attached to them and you're doing it on your opponent's turn. So it's this cool thing. This is okay. You can set that up from like, you have it from the beginning as long as you, because of Bumblebee, but what are you doing on your opponent's turn? I don't know. I think as long as you, I think decks that would want escape route, could run like one escape route and a certain as long as the alt mode has better armor yeah i mean chat's bringing it up but also i mean metroplex could want this instead of escape route but i think you'd want the green to ensure it oh yeah like that's what i'm saying like i don't this places escape Mm -hmm. in any deck that would want escape route i just think it could allow you to reduce the number of escape routes you're running to one to make sure you get it and then again like it's a fourth escape route. Yeah, so like whatever the recurs that you want to run with this, mm-hmm. um, like your trigger happy, like trigger happy doesn't gain you any um, defense, but he wants to attack in the Pierce mode. Um, the wave two sky warp doesn't see any play, um, and probably doesn't want to be in that mode anyway. Um, there aren't many that get the transform the effect guess, when they... Technically. So, like, Jetfire cares that he can transform back to get something the next turn. I, there aren't too many that care about transforming to bot mode for those sort of abilities. I mean, Starscream Air Commander, but, I mean, this is... Like, that... Like, well, no, he's worse in that mode defensively. That's the problem. Like again, like if you're not yeah. better defensively in the mode you're going into, it's just better to play escape route. Once they're a defender, they are a defender. So you can't. There are two scenarios I'm thinking of here. One is with the mini cassettes. If you flip to stealth mode, it doesn't dissolve oh, the yeah, attack. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you're, you're past. Yeah, you're past that point. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I was going to say that, or, you know, the Mumblebee into Start Your Engines, now he's untapped, there's only another tapped character or something. Um, yeah, no, yeah, none of that would matter. Okay. So that doesn't doesn't do it either. Um, it's the character you want to get in, it, again, <clears throat> it's a character you want to flip back to alt mode, for whatever reason, and has better defense in that. So yeah. I just don't know what that list of characters is, but assuming that exists, that's what you want to do here. Yeah, I think there are 
there's definitely a few. I'm sure we'll get more down the line, but right now it's it's something I want to keep in the back of my mind because there could be those Bumblebee scenarios or Megatron or whatever. I mean, no, Megatron wouldn't be great either necessarily no, because he, he goes to th- goes to three defense also. Well, he goes to three defense, but it's when he defends, so he would have to. What I was thinking is if he's in three defense, you yeah, you can put... So think of this as another bolster. You can then play an armor on him that can't be interacted with because it's in the combat step. And you get plus one defense. That's my point. And you already attacked well, and got to draw two cards. Yes. I think you're way... I think it's really good with him, but I don't know that that makes it playable, but like it's really good with him. Yeah. I mean, at 10 stars, it's... Uh, well, we could rehash the, the issues with that Megatron, but we don't need to. <laughs> No, I think that I think that's to me that sounds like the best example because you're going to get the you drew two extra cards and then presumably they're upgrades that you want to actually play so you're getting this whole um semi bolster combo off and then mm-hmm. he has to be the target of the attack and all this other stuff I just that's a that's a good that's probably the best use of it. I just I just don't know what the other uses point. Like I mean the Battlefield Legend example is quote fine. I mean like you're getting plus one you're getting an action back. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And then what are some other I don't even know what some other recursion abilities even do. Needle nose. <laughs> I'm Not gonna bring him up every time. <laughs> well he has no better defense, so there are we Yeah, yeah. Um like you said, wave two sky warp. Uh, I had like three of them, and now I I forgot it. Wave like one sludge is sludge is fine, right? Like you just heal and and like like let yeah. him be, let him kill himself, right, and heal your other guys. Yeah. Um, chat saying dark mount bumblebee EMP wave that would be real funny. Um, I mean, if dark mount's playable, that's a fine example as well. Um, demolisher's worse. I know that. Um. Yeah, he, it's, he, it, God, it it hurts combiners, right? It's not like you never want to escape route combiners, so it actually hurts them, right? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I'm sure there's another, there's a laundry list of these guys that it, it's something worth investigating to see if there's something there. Sandstorm against ranged gets you to the helicopter ability. There it is, folks. We solved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fringe playable. I mean, I wish it was. Because then it would just be like escape routing part two and like a more like, I don't know, popular one. And like, because I think this is a cool card. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I just, at white, black, I just don't, I don't know. I think it looks cool with the white, black pips. It's just like, it's like I'm playing Othello or something. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's fair. All right. I see you. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm liking this card more the more we talk about it, but I'm gonna have to go through the list and see what what options there are and how feasible this really is. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure where the, the break is going to be for this, but it, it's definitely getting some wheels turning for me. Mm-hmm. So that actually does it for all of the spoilers. Any other thoughts you want to throw in about those, Scott? Nope. Sounds good to me. Uh, any other thoughts or anything coming up that people should know about uh, that you wanted to bring up on this episode? Oh, we didn't mention it, but we both played in an Energon Invitational Qualifier and did a 
just want to throw that out there. Yeah, we did. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, I think there there's video footage, unless it it got lost, may or may not have. Um, the least of us playing. I don't know if were you on camera for any other game, Scott. No, because we both did awful. Yes, there's a reason why we were not on camera, and it was terrible. Uh, I did really like that Megatron deck, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of fun. I, there are definitely thoughts I had on changes, but I am i don't know if it matters at this stage. We're going to be looking at this set uh, much more closely anyway, so thing, the, a lot of things are going to change. Yeah, I mean, I actually learned a lesson going in. That's probably a broader topic for another time, which is basically, while it's important to play experimental decks when there's decent prizes on the line, just play a good deck <laughs> that you're comfortable with. Yeah, there's something to be said for, you know, just winning sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it, like, when I went, when I like got home that day, I'm like, you know, I just gave up on the possibility to win some really good prizes. And, like, that was pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, it's, it, at the time, we thought it was going to be the next to last weekend for EIQs, but it seems the season's going to extend a little bit longer. You may want to check out uh, the show before this one for additional details on that. But uh, anything else you wanted to add, Scott, before we close up shop? No, I'm just hoping we continue to get spoilers at a pretty decent rate. I, I thought last week's were a little bit better than these, so I, I hope we get another decent week. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, just skimming chat real quick. I agree with the Orangitis that uh, even if we don't necessarily think some of these cards, either old ones or, or new ones are going to see play, it's worth examining. You're you're not wrong. That's part of the reason why we're going through all this stuff because, yeah, we may not think it's playable now, but by the time we're done recording, it's not uncommon for us to come up with something else and go, ah, maybe, maybe we should have brought that up. So, uh but anyway, I appreciate everybody that was hanging out in chat, keeping it lively. Everybody who's listening or watching this after the fact, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk. It's Dan here from VectorSigma.info. We wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free to click on the link for other podcasts like this one or verse videos or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.